You are connected, and you are listening to Specifically for Seniors, the podcast for those in the Remember When generation. Today's podcast is available everywhere you listen to podcasts and with video at Specifically for Seniors YouTube channel. Now, here's your host, Dr. Larry Barsh. Jody Kogel is a columnist at the Boston Globe, writing regularly on issues related to aging. Judy retired as Associate Dean of Students at Harvard's John F. Kennedy School of Government, and she has helped people to make life choices since 1970, when she co-founded the Boston Project for Careers, one of the first organizations to promote job sharing for professionals. Her personal essays and travel articles have appeared in major newspapers, magazines, and on several websites, and on her twice-weekly blog, www.70-something.com. Her latest post was her 1,627th. Wow. Mm-hmm a graduate of the University of Michigan with a BA in political science. She holds a Master of Ed in Counseling Psychology from Boston College and is the author of 70-something, Life, Love, and Limits in the Bonus Years. (laughs) Welcome to Specifically for Seniors, Judy. It's nice to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. At Specifically for Seniors, we've talked with several ageist experts. But what grabbed my attention was your article in the Boston Globe on July 14th, 2023, that was entitled The Ageist in the Mirror, an especially insidious aspect of prejudice against the old that we inflict on ourselves. Can you explain that? well, you know, everybody talks about ageism, and uh, and what's amusing is that if everybody is lucky, they'll get to be aged, and uh, and so they won't want this when they're when it's happening to them. But funnily enough, a lot of ageism is um, perpetrated by the those of us who are aged. We sort of buy into um, uh, as as I wrote in that article. We buy birthday cards that make fun of the aged and of being old. You know, like I want to tell you something. Um, well, give me more details, but details about what? You know, it just, it just. I, I'm not quoting that exactly from the article, but um, I think that we we buy into this uh, whole thing, and it really bothers me. And I was just had an um, email from a cousin of mine who was in the airport the other day, a young-looking, you know, late 70s cousin, and he. And he told me that there was a couple in front of him in the checking bag line, and there were two lovely people in a wheelchair, accompanied by um, probably their middle-aged daughter. And the uh, person behind the counter just did not even, she just talked right to the uh, child and treated the old elderly couple who were not anyway, you know, they were not deranged or anything, and talked to them like, 
oh, hi, dearie, we'll, we'll try to help you. And it just is so demeaning. It is so, it's just not good. And like I said, if everybody's lucky, they'll get to be that old and they won't want to be treated that way either. And we tend to behave ourselves like people expect people of our age to behave. And, and I'm guilty of that too. I mean, I'll say, what do you expect? I'm old. <laughs> you know? And, and uh, I mean, it's so hard to define what old is. So that's why I think the word is older. The word is not so much senior or um, they, they talk about the silver tsunami. Well, that has a bad connotation, at least in my mind, it does. And we're just, everybody who's lucky will get to be old. And what is the definition of old? I mean, do you know? I certainly I don't. have no idea. But you mentioned in your article that your perception of age changed as you got older. That's, um, let me think of what I really meant by that. Uh, I guess I was guilty of not realizing how, how, productive people can be in their in their older years uh, I mean look at you you've you've got a whole new career for yourself <laughs> after having a wonderful professional career and now you've got a whole new one and it's so it's like who how many 85 year olds that's how old I am how many 85 year olds have a new job as a columnist I mean I've always written but now I have a real job and um so does that mean I'm old because I'm 85 or what does that mean? It means that uh, I'm lucky enough to be in relatively good health for sure. You know, I've been had plenty of stuff wrong, but I'm functioning and I take good care of myself and I consider myself um, when my kids start telling me that they're beginning to feel old. I said, well, what does that make me? <laughs> you know, um, so it's a lot of it's in our heads. A lot of it is in the I mean, I think it's um, exacerbated by the way the media treats older people in the uh in you know in whatever sitcoms or whatever and it's what the important thing that i like to think about is if everyone is lucky as lucky as we are they'll get to be old and they might want to think about what that will mean when they're treating older people and our own perception of age affect us yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I live in a community. It's not a, um, uh, a, a, I mean, we, I have my own place, but it's in a community where it seems to attract a lot of older people, although we do have a seven-year-old living in the building. And um, everybody here is independent. Some people are, you know, get less able to do what they have to do, but we all have a lot of um respect for one another and we treat each other as adults and uh i i don't remember where i wrote this but i do remember saying that um, my husband passed away of parkinson's disease and um, when he was first diagnosed we lived in a house with lots of stairs and stuff like that so we thought we would begin to um, look for a place where i mean parkinson's is a disease that doesn't get better so we came to this one building and we walked inside and everybody in the lobby seemed to be, you know, handicapped or whatever. And there were some pe people helping people and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, I don't want to live in a place with just old people. That's showing you what an ageist I was. Well, that's the building I live in now. That is that building that I wouldn't consider um, 
15 or 20 years ago is a happy home for me now. And it's so, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm learning, as I take this journey, I'm learning also. I don't really, um, I don't, I'm not an expert on aging. I have uh, at all, but I am interested in what people are thinking and how, what, how people are growing or not growing as they get older. And it's a, it's a fascinating subject. I'm sure you're finding that to be true. Oh, definitely. Uh, question, what do you think of products that are targeted at our age group and the way they're promoted. Oh, please. This is just, this is just the most annoying thing because those people, um, they make money on ageism. And the, the uh, I forget, I did at one point know that the billions of dollars that are spent on anti-aging products, as far as I can tell, well, I don't know, not that I bought that many of them, but you know, I've got plenty of wrinkles and I'm, I wear them with pride. Uh, but that is, you know, if somebody said you couldn't uh, advertise uh, products as anti-aging, I think a lot of companies would go out of business. I mean, it's a huge business, not just in, in the US, all over the world. Um, and I wish I had the figure, but it's in billions of dollars. And we need phones with big numbers on them. And we need computers that are easy to use. Or we can take this opportunity to me. If I, I mean, one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I'm learning so much. Every time I um, write a column or sometimes even a blog, um, I learn. I learn. And so I think that that's part of what keeps me going is that there's so much to enrich my life even at my um, older age. And I find the same thing with doing a podcast. Of course, it's good for all of us, exactly. And, and I, I have never, um, I've never not tried to learn something new. I did, uh, I have a child who lives six months of the year in um, Brazil. And so uh, I decided that this is ridiculous. I need to know more, how to say more than good morning and how are you and thank you and so i tried to this just this year i tried to start learning portuguese that's hard it's a difficult language and i'm not going to succeed but at least i'm beginning to to know a little bit know a few words you know and to me as long as you can keep stretching your mind your mind is going to keep growing um i've been doing a lot of reading about um some of the effects of uh, using your mind and all that on your longevity and also on what you do. There's so much that you can do that will keep you, that your attitude will do that will keep you alive longer. I mean, there are, it's reasonable academics have, have done studies that show that you can affect your, I mean, obviously people get sick. You can't, you can't, um, you can't stop that. I mean, our bodies are going to give out eventually anyway. But there are so many things that you can do to have a richer, older, a richer and longer, older life. At least you can try. And in relation to that, I'm doing a series of episodes in conjunction with a year long series of cognitive wellness presentations at a Hebrew senior life facility near Boston. 
I noticed a couple of articles in the idea section uh, of the Boston Globe that parallel what we're trying to cover in that series of podcasts. You mentioned eat healthfully. And by the way, thank you for the grammatical correctness. It restores <laughs> my brain. I, I already forgot that. It, I'm an, I'm an, I'm a, you know, my whole family is writers. And so uh, I tend to look at things from a, you know, oh, wait a minute, is that right? And I've been wrong too. So don't, don't think that I'm uh, oh, not accepting it. We all are, but eat healthy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know either. You, you mentioned uh, something about cutting down on red meat. Right. I think that there that they have, well, first of all, I have two reasons to do that. One is I know um, that my stopping eating red meat, and I don't, if someone serves it to me, I'll eat it. I just don't serve it to myself. Um, but I think about what animals are doing, what the meat industry is doing to our environment, and uh, so many things about it that are, I think, dip, that are problematical. But, you know, I'm not going to ruin the whole restaurant industry by saying nobody should eat meat. People should, people are responsible for their own um, health, I think. And if you want to eat red meat, that's fine with me. Uh, I personally think that you should limit the amount that you eat because it's proven to be not so good for you. And that, uh, uh, what's the word for natural stuff that's all grown in the, organic. that's grown organic stuff, I think is better for you. Um, but that's just me. You know, I'm. I am not here to get on a um, soapbox and say, okay, all you people out there, you want to live a long time, stop eating meat. Because I don't know. Um, I just try to do what works for me. And I'm feeling very lucky that most of it has worked. Fruited breakfast, vegetables, beans, salad. And, and, and it's, there's more, there's more, I'm a fanatic about reading recipes online and stuff like that. And I love to, even though I'm by myself, I try new things and sometimes I'll invite friends to try them. But, um, you know, I just, my, my uh, latest article, which will be in the, uh, the next article coming out in the Globe is about um, loneliness, which I think is a huge factor in, um, uh, in aging. And, uh, yeah, so I'm lonely some of the time, but I manage to surround myself with people either because I'm learning from them or because I'm, I don't know, exercising with them or um, entertaining with them. It just, you, you, you have to take some responsibility for having people in your life, I think. And um, some people are just, uh, they, some people aren't very outgoing and I, I get that. But you can always find something to do that will bring you in touch with people, in, in my opinion. And I think that's important. And you wrote an article, Exercise Because Your Life Depends on It? Well, I think that's also true. And I have, uh, um, I find, in all honesty, that uh, as I get older, the, uh, the uh, heat and, and bad air of the last uh, several, I mean, these last few days, at least where I am, I've been gorgeous and 
free the air and feeling wonderful. But it's it's harder. You have to be very careful when you go out. And now when I go out walking, I have a um, one day we've been, I always walk four miles with a friend. And I now take um, a bottle filled with electrical electrolytes in water because I know that that can be dangerous. Um, so, you know, you, you make your own, um, you, there are some things you can't be responsible for. I mean, health things happen, et cetera. But if you work hard at trying to do the best you can for yourself, and I'm a fanatic reader of uh, things to do to stay healthy. You know, I exercise, I lift weights, I walk, I stretch every single morning. It's stretching is like meditation for me. The way I start the day. And I finally joined a gym with somebody to supervise, and it does make you feel better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can, um, you know, I'm also a, I have a habit that I cannot, that, I mean, if they'd stopped making coffee, ice cream, I would just have to give up my life because that's my one indulgence. And, uh, and I would, you know, so I do give myself treats. I'm not, you know, and if somebody serves me um, a lamb or something for dinner, I love it. But I just am careful not to have too much of it. You train your brain? Yes. Well, that I, will, I believe will go down in my life as one of my uh, failures. Because I think it, it, I think it's a lot. It's a very difficult language, and I spoke French before, but French is not like Portuguese. But I still can say a few things, and that makes me feel good. And you know, my son who lives there loves it that I'm trying. So it's really the effort more than the accomplishment. So I went to. <laughs> I went to, I signed up for a, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. I signed up for a Portuguese class at the local um, adult education center. And um, there were eight people in the class. And I would say that I was at least 45 years older than anybody else in the class. <laughs> it was, but they, you know, I try, I, it was hard for me. I, I unfortunately I had to miss some because of illness and a family and I, and so I, it just didn't work, but I loved the teacher and the other people were really fun and they're probably out speaking Portuguese already and I'm not, but at least I tried. When I retired, I decided to take a course in learning how to code websites. Oh dear. And I sat down, there were 13 of us in the class. The other 12, their ages added up to about one year younger than I was at the time. <laughs> I did not pass the course. No, but did you, you learned something, didn't yes, you? And, and I ended up uh, coding websites commercially for a while. That's, I mean, I, I know this is an interview that you're talking to me about, but I'd love to know how you got into this. I mean, look at what you've done. Oh, we'll talk about that off podcast. Um, okay, okay. In 2008, you started writing a twice weekly blog. How did you get into Correct. blogging? Well, that's very interesting. I've always been a journaling things. Um, you know, especially during times of crisis, if either a kid is in crisis or something else is going on, that I find writing about it helps me process it. And so um, my older son was, uh, 
visiting us, uh, the one that lives in Brazil, and who was visiting us around a Christmas time. And I said, um, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start journal. I usually journal through crises. What, um, you know, we all have crises. But I said, I think I'm going to start journaling about what it is to be older. Because I thought, well, first of all, when I, when I left my 50s, I taught a course called Leaving the 50s because I thought life was over when you, when you left the 50s. And look at me now. I mean, I've just had 20 or 5, 30, I don't know how many years since then. Anyway, so I mentioned to my son that I was going to start journaling again. And he said, well, why don't you get with the Times, Mother, and do your journaling online and start a blog? And that's why I did. And he encouraged me to do that. And uh, that was, what did you say, 1,670 blogs ago, uh, blog posts ago. And it's, and, uh, it's, you know, sometimes I go, like, the, a, lot of, a lot of the first, the book that I wrote is, um, takes, something, say, takes a lot from my blogs, but organized in a very different way and with commentary and all that kind of stuff. And um, I just, I thought, you know, this is, this is, I'm not going to have much to say. And I'm still writing and I still have a lot to say. And I'm sure if you compared what I'm saying now to what I said when I was, I was still working when I, when I was writing, I was doing all kinds, I was still traveling. I'm a big cyclist. My husband and I biked all over the world uh, for years and years and years. And that was just one of the joys of my life. But I can't do that anymore. So you have to, you have to fill in what you can, and you also have to know you have limitations. And I, I consider every day a gift. That's the way I feel. How do you find subjects to write about? That is so funny. A lot of people ask me that. Um, I write about, like, sometimes I recommend books. Like, I, re I read a book recently called Elderhood, which just knocked my socks off. And I don't know if anyone is familiar with it, but it's written by a... a geriatrician who is also has a master's in fine arts. She's a beautiful writer and she, she writes so eloquently, but yet she, she tells us what's wrong with healthcare and, and, and older people. And it's as frightening as she describes things like uh, she'll have a, she was at Stanford and she was in a program where they actually visited elderly ill in their homes and she knew some very well, and, and occasionally one of them would have a crisis and end up in the emergency room. And she would run to the emergency room, and the doctors, um, the young, often young doctors in emergency rooms in the middle of the night, were giving these patients the same kind of medications that they would do for somebody 50 years younger. And it just doesn't work. So what, what she's advocating, among other things, is beautifully written book, too, is that we have to pay attention to the fact that you can't, there, one size does not fit all in medical care. And it's, it just was, I just thought it was a great book. So I did a little blog about that. Or um, the other day, uh, I don't think I've posted this one yet, but the other day, I was, if, if anyone is familiar with um, Cambridge, there's a, these beautiful stately um, trees. I, mean, I can't think of the name of them right now sycamore trees along the Charles River there. And um, so either the heat or whatever has caused them to shed more bark than usual. And I uh, was walking along and a huge piece of bark hit me on the head. And it, it was, I used it, it didn't hurt. It was like being touched with a 
feather. And, but I used that as an example of somebody was walking the other direction, some young man. And I said, be sure to look up as you're walking because you could get bumped. And it just, and then some other people stopped and we all started having a conversation. Talk about not being lonely. I, I mean, those people are not my friends now, but we had such a good time uh, talking about it. So I blogged about that. You can't, the unexpected can be so much fun if you're open to it. So I can, I, and I don't tend to get into religion and politics because I don't, I mean, I'm not out there to persuade people to think like I do or whatever. I'm just trying to tell what it's like to be in your 80s for me. So the bark was worse than its bite. I'm sorry. Exactly. Perfect. I, oh, I wish I had said that. So, I, <laughs> Maybe I need to get a co-author. I am so sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a bit about your book, 70-something. What inspired yeah. you to write the book, putting all the blog posts together? Well, I I think, you know, by then, maybe, I don't know how many I had written, but I thought that some of them were worth spreading the word farther. I can't, I'm not quite saying that the same way. But I also felt that, you know, I don't, when I write, I don't say, today I'm going to write about an issue that has to do with health, or I'm going to write about an issue that has to do with work. And so what I did was take what I thought were um, the most meaningful pieces that I had written uh, and put them together in categories like family and work and whatever. And then, and then I wrote a commentary at the beginning to sort of pull it all together of, of each chapter. And um, I self-published it. It's not like it was a random house bestseller, but to me, it, it was, I was so proud to have been able to put all this together in a meaningful way. And, you know, I, I still sell it. And people still buy it and they're saying you know we well we hope that you'll do 80 something we'll see <laughs> at 90 i might not want to do that i don't know uh where's the book available well you can um you can go into a store if they don't have it they can order it um but it's published it's available easily on uh, amazon um you can just put in 70 something, whatever, or put my name in or something like that in the book department and, and um, it comes up and it's paperback. It's not very expensive. And um, I'm proud of it. It's, it's done well enough and it's now been five or six years and it's still selling. So that's all good. And it's so much fun because bookstores ask you to come and give talks and, you know, you get invited on podcasts and stuff like that. So it's good. It's all good. What do you think of the word retirement? That's a very loaded word. It's a very, very loaded word. And um, it's not going to go away, but people, they may retire. We may retire from a specific career, but you don't retire from life. And you can still make contributions in, in ways that are very meaningful to you and maybe to your community. So retirement, is a, it's a tough, and you know what? This is really, really amazing. Wait till you hear this. So I was talking to a man on the phone um, when I was doing the ageism uh, writing who was associated with the World Health Organization. 
and they produced a wonderful um, report in 2021 about the subject of uh, aging and, and ageism. And this man, who was head of that whole study, got fired because he was 68. From the world, after producing this report, because they have a, a retirement age at the World Health Organization of 68. I mean, hello? <laughs> this guy is now a professor at a university. And it's just, it's ironic, isn't it? Anyway, another example of, you know, making generalizations that are kind of stupid. That some people probably aren't productive much earlier because of illness or other circumstances. But um, if, you're, if you're doing a good job, the trouble is that some people don't know when it's time to retire, I think. And, but to have an age limit, especially 68, when all of us are gonna be living into our 90s, please God. Would you care to share some words of wisdom? <laughs> Um, well, to me, the, one of the things that keeps me going, and of course I've had challenges in my life, is that I try really hard to uh, express and feel gratitude. I think, you know, so a lot of my friends are um, ill and dying, and um, people will talk to me about it, and I will think, but look at how, how lucky they are to have had these long lives and to have in, in our case I was my husband and I were married for 55 years and um, how lucky that was and do I wish he was right here yes but I'm so grateful for I mean a lot of it is luck isn't it and we've had a lot of we had a lot of good luck so I think gratitude I mean people talk about writing a gratitude journal and I tried to do that and I found that I was writing the same thing every night and it wasn't very helpful. But for some people, it is very helpful. But I express gratitude um, and I try to make my friends in times when they're sad, look at what they've had as opposed to what they've lost. That's just, that helps me. I don't know if it helps others. Any, anything we missed? Well, I just feel like you have to get up every day and make that day count. And I think if you can do that, then it helps when there are sometimes, sometimes there are bad days. And there's certainly always bad news. And I don't get involved, for example, in my uh, blog about war and politics, because I don't, I mean, I just, I mean, I hate war, but I've always liked not liked war and I wish that our country wasn't so divided and actually that's one of the things that I wrote about in um, in the loneliness piece that's going to be coming out and that is that with all the other things that are happening like COVID which made us all you know not see one another so much the um, political division in our country is so sad because it's just going to make us even you, you, you understand what I'm saying. I just feel that it's, it, it's, it's setting up for more loneliness when, and you know, it's who, who was it that said, can we all just get along? I can't remember. 
that somebody said that. Um, and sure, we don't, you don't have to love everybody, but at least respect what they're thinking and, ha and demand that respect for what you're thinking. And then, you know, it's, it's just, to me, it's very sad when I think of the red states and the blue states and all that. Anyway, not to, not to be a, a, a Debbie Downer or whatever, but I, that I can't, I don't feel like there's anything that I can do to change that. But I hope and pray that our children and grandchildren will not have to live their lives out in, in a situation like we're in right now. You know. Judy, thank you for sharing. This has been a joy. Okay, thank you. It's been great to be here. And uh, I wish you, I think what you're doing is fantastic. You're a great example for not letting life get, life get the better of you. And that's what we all should be working for. Thank you again for coming on specifically okay. for seniors. Okay, my pleasure. Take care now. Thank you. If you found this podcast interesting, fun, or helpful, tell your friends and family and click on the follow or subscribe button. We'll let you know when new episodes are available. You've been listening to Specifically for Seniors. We'll talk more next time. Stay connected.